Good evening, godless sodomites. Turned off the computer last night, so I had to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate when that You happens. know what I mean. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So... All right, welcome to the excommunication station. I am your host, Chaz. I am joined by Chrissy and Donovan. How are you guys? Too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> I feel like we both always pause there trying to let the other one go first. Yeah, I know, right? Overly polite. And then we spend the rest of the podcast interrupting each other. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> Maybe I'll just introduce you guys one at a time from now on, so uh, <laughs> so you guys don't feel oh, okay. all awkward. Um, but uh, <laughs> well, so, how are you guys doing, Donovan? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, just doing my day to day stuff. Uh, yeah, basically it. <laughs> good, Chrissy. How are you? Exhausted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Having yeah. a bunch of people in your house is tiring, and. Uh, <clears throat> I spent a lot of the party uh, playing dinosaur. So that's like whenever kids were around, they'd shout dinosaur. So I have to pretend I'm a dinosaur and then they shoot me or sit on me or kick me in the face or whatever. It's a little hey, sore. That's usually, that's the role I usually play as well at parties. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like I'm not kids. Good at... They're fun. <laughs> I'm not good at doing the other things. I'm good with kids and dogs. That's about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Because um, yeah. adults, they never want to play dinosaur. Yeah. But the kids yeah. will. They'll play with me bullshit <laughs> um we are your hip new youth pastors and uh let's see if i can get this right oh boy sucking on god's eucharist outside the rectory chazzy sits on pastor's laps got his hands on his knees pastor he Yikes. says hey chazzy don't tell them i drink pee unzip those jeans and <laughs> Let me do what I please. Oh, yeah. Life goes on long Thank after Pastor going. Bill has played with my dong. Oh, oh my yeah. Goodness. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Thank English you for that. The best part is holding your laughing so you don't miss the joke. <laughs> yes. I know. Um, so who will be the next Antichrist in the predictions that everybody comes up with? Do you guys have a guess? Mm, you go for it. Our, our own personal like draft pick? Yeah, if you had a draft yeah. pick of, of oh, who the shit. right will choose next as the Antichrist. Oh, who they will pick? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was gonna pick who I want to be the Antichrist. Oh no, no, that that that's fun. How about both? I'll give you both. <laughs> uh, my own personal one, Nick Cage. Okay. Like, if he's not the Antichrist, I'm very upset. Uh, but for the right, hmm, that is tough. Damn, man. Whatever person that comes out soon that does something very like good for people as a whole that person's definitely going to be the antichrist <laughs> no names Anyone or anything you got, it, this is like the suicide pool you gotta you gotta give us a name i'm thinking i'm thinking chrissy you have one couple i mean it, it, okay i'm gonna give you Joe a Biden. couple of names 
Joe Biden God damn for it. sure. <laughs> God damn it. Um, the person I think that they're going to start saying is the next Antichrist is Vladimir Putin. That's like, in all seriousness, that's, I think, yeah. going to be the okay. way they start. Yeah. Um, if there really is going to be an Antichrist, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi could be it, the caliph, leader of the Islamic State from ISIS. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but he might be dead. Um, yeah, it's not going to do it for him. And he's <laughs> he's a Syrian, so they yeah. say don't they say that that he the Antichrist would be a Syrian? Yeah, he'll be a Semitic of of, of some kind, um, whether Jewish or uh, anywhere around that area. I think uh, it doesn't even really matter about that. I think it would just depend on off white. That's basically it. I mean, yeah. he looks, he looks pretty white. Most Syrians but do. You, you get where I'm going with that, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm my my, my own my, personal choice. Yeah, my, the one I really want to be the Antichrist, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned oh, I'd follow before. him anywhere. Yeah, follow him yeah. anywhere. I'm so I'm perfect. going to say that I think the next Antichrist uh, talk will be AOC. I think, I think once she becomes like a front runner for president, like or not a front runner, but like in that, in that, like. Oh, you mean, you mean AOC, the the senator yes. or whatever? Yeah, the congressperson. Yes. My my brain heard and OC like original character, and I was like, <laughs> "You're not playing the game, dude." No. <laughs> No, you're right. You can't just make it up as you go, <laughs> even though they do it. <laughs> you can't play by the rules. <laughs> yeah, AOC, and then um, I think uh, if I had a choice of an antichrist, if I'm if I'm playing this this game, I would say that it would probably be Matthew McConaughey. Oh hell yeah. You oh, watched yeah. The Dark Tower recently, didn't you? <laughs> no, I did not. I have not. I refuse. To ab- to watch that garbage, um, but uh, oh, it's so good, Chaz. Um, no, Join no, us. No, Join stop. Us. No. <laughs> no, no, you have to see it too, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thanks. Um, but oh no, but you know who it might be? Oh, who's that? Who's that mayor in um in in? God damn it, brain work. It, the mayor of Kiev. What's his name? The guy that everybody drools over all over the Zelensky? internet. Zelensky? Oh, Zelensky. Yeah, not the, that I, he's a president. Not that I, right. Yeah. I thought he was, oh, whatever. Um, yeah. Not I that I think that. he would be the Antichrist, but I think that I that's what, the, that the, what they'll start saying. Because yeah. you can't like someone else that much. Yeah. Also, yeah, he's handsome. True. Yeah, he is. Side so. note. Side note, the only reason I remember his name is because of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah. Uh Wait, what was his name? Wait, what? Zelensky, wasn't it? No, that was uh Zelensky? Tommy. No, that's from uh Tommy Boy. Ray Zelensky was the uh Dan Aykroyd's character. Oh, are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah you're so. right. God damn it. Oh. Cut that. Sorry. Cut that. Yeah, cut that. No, no. Nope. Leave uh, it in. No, cut that. So, <laughs> uh, we need to do the most important thing to do. Well, we need to do the Which most is important cut thing that now. Mistake. <laughs> 
<laughs> is to pray so hold the hand of the person next to you and bow your head and if you're driving let jesus take the wheel so intellectually i felt like i either had to believe in god or admit that i had a hidden agenda to not believe in god and then i remember sitting in my in my sports car one day parked on the side of the road thinking about the fact that i didn't have forever to think about this and make a decision because one day I would die. In fact, I could die that day. Maybe I got hit by a drunk driver and I would find out in an instant if God was real and if heaven and hell were real also. And I knew that if heaven was real, I would not be going there. All right. Uh, in the 20 years since t- the LaHays had moved to San Diego, LaHay had built one of the biggest mega churches in the country, was writing and selling books at an astonishing rate, had organized a school system, colleges, and him and his wife had organized a number of advocacy groups for political causes. He was a master at the culture war, and he was wealthy and had connected people with him. In 1978, that fat fucking asshole Jerry Falwell wanted what LaHaye had done in California, but to make it national. Falwell can traveled. We, can, we, um, can we refer to Jerry Falwell as FFA from now on, please? Fat fucking asshole. He's an FFA. FFA. He's not the future farmers of America. No, 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 no. no, Fat fucking asshole. Um, (laughs) So Falwell traveled to California to help push for Proposition 6, what we we talked about last week, uh, the one that Harvey Milk helped defeat. Um, He followed Anita Bryant there. Falwell uh, had visited and spent time with Bryant in Florida while she was fighting her own battle over there and had won. Uh, But they're coming to California now and they're on the front lines. Um, I don't know if this was the first time that Falwell and LaHaye had met. Um, I doubt it was the first time they had any contact with each other uh, with with all the connections that are going on. Um, But Falwell was greatly inspired and influenced by LaHaye. So uh, he walked into California, saw what he had done and what he was doing politically and absolutely fell in love with him. Um, Falwell had found what he had needed. And on June 6, 1979, Falwell, LaHaye, Charles Stanley, D. James Kennedy and Greg Dixon started one of the most destructive political forces of the 20th century, the moral majority. Oh, fuck them. Fuck them. Um, fuck you them. missed... You missed the name in there. It was uh, Wayne Selinsky. Oh, wait, no, that's Rick Moranis' character. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids because I was fucking right. Was it? No. Oh, you're right. Uh, what's, what is, um. You're right, too. We're all right. I'm right, too. Okay, I looked it up. Right. I Googled it all. <laughs> no, I'm glad all you're right, paying attention right. to me. That's good. 
Um, I am. That's why I was waiting. I found the perfect uh, spot to fit the joke in because of it. I was paying attention. <laughs> well, uh, there'll be a test at the end, so we'll see. Um, God damn it. Is this like the Teddy Roosevelt New Deal question from last yes. week? But I was like, oh, fucking no. <laughs> now I feel like I'm now I feel like I'm in middle school again and I just got everyone's recess taken away. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> um before we stepped into the uh the hornet's nest of what is the moral majority, we need to take a step back on American politics. Sorry for the history lesson again, but uh Nixon had left the country extremely divided, tired, and angry. Uh, the Christian world, very much unlike today, was very political, politically unorganized and somewhat uninterested. Culture wars started with the civil rights movement and had moved on and included them against the LGBTQ, the LGBTQ plus community and women's rights. On top of all this, the IRS had brought down its jackbooted pocket protecting nerds down on Bob Jones University and their God-given free speech rights to not allow Black people into their college. Rude. Sounds right. <laughs> uh, a lot of the reading I've been doing points back not to Roe versus Wade or prayer being taken out of school, but the civil rights movement in this specific case as being the reason for this spur of Christians getting involved in politics. Now the case how dare how dare we love everyone like Christ would have loved them. Yeah, how dare right? they? I, yeah. Fuck that noise. Yeah, the government didn't tell him to come in there and love everybody equally. So uh, that, fuck that noise. Yeah. To be yeah. Christ-like isn't to be racist? <laughs> Jesus was the only white guy in the Middle East, you know. Those blue eyes and Wait, um, blonde yeah. hair. Surfer dude. Um mm-hmm. But uh, (laughs) now the the Bob Jones University case was settled in 1983, but the issue started back in 1970. Due to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the IRS wanted to do something and revise its tax codes that seemed to be a tad discriminatory. The new IRS code said that to receive a tax exemption, they could not make an admission decision based on somebody's race. So to try to work around their own bullshit, we talked about this on the uh, John uh, Jonathan David Brown episode, but uh, BJU allowed one student, one African-American student in 1971. That How long did dropped, he last? He only lasted a few weeks. And uh, yeah, uh, they played around Was with the Was he registered rules. under the name Token? <laughs> <laughs> and that was Clarence Thomas. And uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, they no, they not a, really. no, not really. Uh, okay. but they played it, they played around <laughs> with their that would be wild. Um, yeah, wouldn't it? Uh, but BJU played around with their rules to try to get around it, but in the end, the furthest their racist riddled hearts could get was to allow black students, but not allow them to date or marry interracially. Um, especially not with white people. So uh, the fucked up thing about that is they had allowed uh, all minorities into the school except for African-Americans the whole time they had been open. So um, I want to know the excuse. Right. I want to know that what they would like, what they said to the board or to the state or whatever to get away with that. Well, I think they just, honestly, I think they just said stuff like, well, we don't want to. You can't make me. Right. 
just like a petulant I mean, teenager because that's what these people are petulant little shit bags yeah i mean that's money to make that mean something i guess yeah it's the same it's the same mentality around wearing a mask it's uh you know you're doing it for the betterment of society but they look at it and saying that you're infringing on my rights to do whatever the fuck i want no matter what else, right yeah. no matter what it causes every other every other person so right. um that's the excuse um but anyway, they would not comply with the government and their Marxist view of running your organization with equality to receive benefits from the government. Uh, this not only pissed off the racists, it also pissed off the racists. I, I'm sorry. I mean, it pissed off the evangelical Christians. Um, be, because this was, you, not an is, this was not an issue of race, guys. Not at all. Um, it, that's what clear, they always say. Yeah, it's clearly not an issue about integration come on right uh, i see that they're absolutely you don't colorblind. Think it fits me yeah it, it <laughs> you don't this is a me. slippery slope once the yeah, government, first they make you allow black people in and then you know where does it women. stop where does it stop <laughs> next you'll be walked up against the wall and shot in the back of the head for not taking the mark of the beast guys this is how it goes it starts with living letting one black laugh. person in <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I can't laugh because that's just heard that so many times. <laughs> I know. Uh, but anyway, by the time Jimmy Carter came into office in 1976, the ice was about to break. Carter was the first president to tell the world that he was a born-again Christian. The, the peanut was born- about to crumble. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I love yeah, that guy. I know. Uh Born again was a term that a, the evangelical right took at, uh, as they had an ally in, a, in the White House. That term was not a huge term like around the country. Uh, when he used that, I was watching some reports. When he used that term, it was a big. They just latched on. Yeah, it was a huge. Like, I don't want to call it a dog whistle because I think he really truly meant it, um, as yeah. you can see by his life. Um, yeah. But. I think they took it a different way from what he was saying. Um, now it definitely is a dog whistle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, uh, the White House up to that point, you pretty much had an apolitical president. Or, I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, not apolitical. Talk about their beliefs like that and stuff. They, yeah, they wouldn't, like- they would say they're Christians and whatnot, or they <laughs> would, you know, rely on God and whatnot, but it wasn't overt and it wasn't, I'm going to make these, these decisions in policy around your beliefs right so it's almost like they were trying to be respectful of other people's beliefs or something maybe i mean up to a point they still hated black people and native americans i mean there's (laughs) so i mean they hated kennedy because he was a catholic they were scared that kennedy was going to get his his marching orders from the pope well yeah so that was like the first time oh i don't know (laughs) the bible says (laughs) Uh, but after almost four years, the religious rights had had enough of Car- or Carter. They felt betrayed by someone who thought they shared their same beliefs with. He had done nothing to curb the rise of the LB- LGBTQ plus community. He had made he had, had it made abortion illegal. Uh, he supported the Equal Rights Amendment. He didn't do a damn thing of, to stop Bob Jones University being the victim of their own made up reality. Uh, <laughs> It didn't matter that the lawsuits and the issues with the IRS came from Nixon and Ford, who hadn't done anything about it either. This was all Carter's fault. 
you know what this reminds me of? Like, do you know when you're not in the best headspace, like your mental health is not doing the best yep. and you sit there and you make up scenarios to hurt your own feelings? Oh yeah. All the time. This is That's the, what my showers are, are for. Yeah. This is the religious right. In a nutshell, <laughs> they just make shit up to hurt their own feelings. And it's like, buddy, right, and they just go outside and touch grass. Like this isn't actually a thing you need to, like you don't have to get mad that you didn't have a good comeback 16 years ago when someone called you a kite tart. Like, just let it go. <laughs> I could have called him a lip tart. God damn it, it was right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that old Seinfeld episode, the jerks were called and they're called, you know, they're running out of you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that all the time. But yeah, this is, uh, but I don't live in that reality, you know. No, because um, you know it's not right. real. Yeah, but they don't. They just, they're uh, they're convinced it's all real. And if yeah, it's not, they, do. they make it real. Yeah, they will. They will will it into existence. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, uh, the moral majority was ready to fight. Uh, we will have a moral majority episode at some point, but this is broad strokes. Uh, they fought on every front they could get their minds around, uh, much like we're living today. And I'm going to requote the. Um, are the paper that I used last week. Uh, it's uh, God, Country, and Christian Conservatives, a National Asso- Association of Manufacturers, the John Birch Society, and the Rise of the Christian Right by Carmen Celestini. Quote, there are at least four areas that LaHaye built upon the mobilization, the Christian conservative right. A, framing culture war issues through an apocalyptic lens. B, motivating conservatives to save God, country, and family from a nebulous enemy. C, developing and maintaining an organizational structure oriented to distill the message. And D, selecting and promoting political candidates. Through the moral majority, LaHaye implemented these elements to create a sustainable movement on the right. I cannot get over the fact that these fuckers are like, yeah, we need to select and promote a political candidate. Oh, but my mm-hmm. church doesn't have to pay taxes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is, yeah. I never even put those two together. It's very <laughs> so concerning. Stupid. It makes me oh, wow. really angry. Like, okay, fine. If you want to play in politics, pay your goddamn fair share. Mm-hmm. Right. Just mm-hmm. like the rest of us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we go through these points really quick, A, uh, framing the culture war, um, as we can see through all the dispensationalism we've been neck deep in for the last month or so, um, the first point goes without saying, but even before Left Behind, the gays, the feminists, the blacks, the Mexicans are all coming to take over your favorite olive garden on Sunday afternoon, and your church will be burnt to the ground and they'll have sex on the ashes. But not the never-ending breadsticks. Yep, the never-ending. They're going right up their assholes. Um, that's what yep. they're going to be used for. Uh, and then in your mouth. Yep, in your mouth. You'd probably so, make them taste better. Have you had yeah. those things recently? I haven't. I haven't been to the Olive Garden since the pandemic. So uh, a little part of my heart. I did. I, I, I went there. I used to work there, dude. Oh, good God. D- don't eat that. Don't yeah. Eat, don't eat. Don't ever eat a breadstick there. <laughs> Well, we're going there Friday because it's Allie's favorite restaurant and it's her birthday. So I'll make sure we slap them out of each kid's mouth. Ask, no, no, ask for fresh ones. That's my only advice. I don't want to freak you out, but make sure 
you get fresh ones because they get recycled in the kitchen a lot. Just, oh, Danielle has a habit of doing that with everything. Oh. <laughs> Just say, can I have the ones that you don't lick? Yeah. Not Give recycling things in the kitchen. <laughs> I meant give me, asking for give me ones, Yeah, give me ones that haven't been on someone else's table and touched by their grubby little hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, part B of this, uh, motivating conservatives to save God, country, and family. Um, LaHaye has taken all the enemies against all that is good. And the good would be God, America, and your family. If you don't fight for them, we will be eaten alive, and your children will become jo- Boy George's sex puppets. Awesome. This is the Wait, mentality. Is Boy George that, dead? Yeah, but this is kind of Wait. To, zombie Boy George. Trying to put the eighties in Boy here George too. Died? So, yeah, I think so. He might be alive. I don't know. No, you're thinking George Michael. That's what I was thinking. George, George Michael dead. is dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh. Yeah, Aww. he's been dead for a while. Sorry to break yeah, the news. Like right Spoiler after Keanu alert. came out. <laughs> God damn it. It was like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So really? Yeah, I'm sorry. To oh yeah, boy George is still alive. Yeah. I always thought he died. No, he's still alive. Oh. George <sighs> Michael. <laughs> moment of silence. Yeah. Because right. that's the best thing for podcasting. It's just a moment of un. I gotta have faith, faith, faith. Oh, I'm so bummed out about that. Sorry, I didn't mean to do well, but that really just bummed me the fuck out. (laughs) It's quite all right. I really like him. I know he was sexy voice, man. Yeah, in those those jeans and everything. Yeah, Yeah, and he was a good looking man. He was a good looking man. I had a huge crush on him as a kid. I know I never had a chance. I get it. I get it. But. I'm trying to help her process her grief right now, Donovan. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. And I'm, I mean, these are happy laughs. These aren't yeah. like mocking laughs. I'm yeah. happy for you guys in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. I really am. Thank you. All right. Anyway. I appreciate it. All um, right. Back, back to the. <laughs> part C of this developing and maintaining an organizational structure. So LaHaye had deep roots in organizations and dark money that we established in the last episode, um, and we're going to establish further in this episode, as well as his right. own fortune from a number of successful books, a megachurch, as well as his own fucking school system. He was already forming a number of political organizations that have been, if not successful in their own goals, successful in getting in numbers, power, and influence. And the last part of this the next step was going to be getting those political candidates. You have to get them in line with the same message, using that money and influence to get them into office. LaHaye and many others with him saw the value and power in lower-level elections and political races like school boards. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of this is mirroring a lot of today's bullshit that's going on. this is happening today on a mass scale. The left is at least reacting some way uh, with this. But instead of arguing about mass CRT and trans kids, they were cry- crying over prayer in school, gay teachers, and the They should be crying over fucking George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it was about that long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, um they were for cutting taxes, cutting regulations, and obstructing anything progressive. 
LaHaye and Falwell and a number of other shitbags dispatched themselves all over the country over the next year to register people to vote and to push their agenda from the pulpit. <laughs> Funny, oh they God. don't do that now. They do oh, not like yeah, people voting. Not. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, in yeah, and Le- so had his... people don't notice the pattern. Like, I mean, you're pointing it out. I've never noticed it. You're, it's been my face, so I notice it. But it's crazy how it's not that noticed. It's just buzzwords being swapped out. Literally, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, LaHaye had his own view of what a proper candidate was and was not. A humanist is just not qualified to be an elected to a public office by a patriotic American loving citizens. The major problem of our day, moral, educational, economical, and governmental, are primarily caused by the fact that over 50% of our legislators are either committed humanists or are severely influenced in their thinking by the false theories of humanism. End quote. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Hmm. I'm convinced. <laughs> hey, if you say it loud enough and long enough, it must be true. Well, if you repeat it enough, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but let's let's go back to history really quick and and get this straight. The Carter presidency was a giant wet fart. Uh, the country uh, had lost most of its faith already because of Vietnam, the downfall of Nixon. Carter was met with a number of economic and foreign policy disasters. Inflation was up. Gas prices were up. Major conflicts in the Middle East. Crime was high. Poverty was rampant. Major pollution issues. The Cold War was raging. Cults and serial killers and disco was everywhere. For for the most part, the 70s sucked. But to their credit, the moral majority took the vacuum of leadership, moral relativism, and in progress and filled it they went from city to city across this country they raised millions of dollars from churches already with the backing of dark money they were they were up for the battle they registered millions of churchgoers who were either apathetic or apolitical or worse democrats they used the growing media of talk radio (laughs) tape and tv they effectively showed a shit ton of people the evils of whatever flavor of the week was destroying america's soul and they Mm. bit every bit of it they were waiting this whole time they just weren't given the right hook it really shows how easy it is to move from the narrative from communist humanist homosexual satanic panic islam islamophobia transphobia and so on Mm. yep so as the 80s uh, the 19, as the 1980 election heated up, Carter was seen his, saw his slipping popularity, especially with the evangelical right. So he called a breakfast meeting with some of the biggest names in the game. Jerry Hello. Falwell. That's, that, that's, his, that's his first mistake. <laughs> that's his guy. first mistake. No, it's, that's the first mistake. Breakfast meeting. You know if you take someone on a breakfast date, there are low priorities. You take that lady out for a nice dinner. He should have wined them and dined them and bought him a steak and a lobster. Then yeah, they would have hugged them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take him to a Breakfast. show. That's what South Park taught me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's this like, but there is this thing in the church with like having breakfast. Oh, yeah. They, Especially with yeah, men. I don't know if that's a thing with women. That might be like a sexist comment, but 
there was a real huge push to go out to breakfast with men. Yeah, we always did like, there was, there was some breakfasting, but it was always like, for us, it was like afternoon tea where we discuss our changing bodies. But yeah, but for, for men, it was always like, come to the church for pancake breakfast and don't be a pussy. Right. Our and donuts like, and coffee. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Donuts and coffee after every service and shit. And then all the, like, I think it was like the time for all the heads of the family basically to congregate and be like, did you understand the message mm-hmm. this week? Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. beat your wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah is your wife in check mm, you might want to get her looked at <laughs> you know just shit like that we should rebuke her in front of the congregation that's, one of them dropping throw a book mm-hmm. did you guys ever have that people that's being a, rebuked that, in front of the congregation uh that is actually you're supposed to do that yeah did you ever um, see that though? yes it's no. the most it, awkward motherfucking thing I've ever seen in my life, and I hate it. And uh, my whole life was a rebuke. <laughs> <laughs> Every waking moment, I rebuke you. All right, Dad. Good morning. <laughs> That's a weird way to say good morning. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so Carter invited uh, Jerry Falwell, Oral Roberts. Jim Baker, Charles Stanley, James Kennedy, and Tim LaHaye to the White House. There were some other people in there also, I believe. Pat Robertson refused to go uh, because he had some moronic beef with Carter that was so dumb. I don't even I don't even remember what it was, and I don't I refuse to look it up again. Um, he had his peanut you, I mean, I, I don't I don't advocate terrorism obviously i'm just going to go on the record and say i don't advocate terrorism but if that building had exploded (laughs) yeah i know right (laughs) if that building had exploded or there was like botulism in their breakfast eggs think of how much better off yeah 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 (sighs) this is why there's no things such thing as a time machine because that (laughs) this stuff would have happened already um, yeah, but why, anyway, why, didn't, anyone, why didn't someone shit in their bacon and just give them all E. coli and then yeah, we'd seriously. be in a much better place? Yeah, uh, I don't know because they probably would have uh, liked it and got off on it. <laughs> yeah, it turned yeah, you're, into you're probably. I almost, I almost spit out my beer, honestly. My Fuck kink is this. Fuck you. <laughs> this is my kink. <laughs> like those so the guys, meeting, yeah. The meeting Sorry. apparently got heated, um, but not crazy enough where Carter walked away thinking it didn't go well because he was like, wow, that went great. Um, Carter, <laughs> as <laughs> Carter, as the, these shitheads took it, didn't answer their questions to the satisfaction because Carter wasn't a fucking soulless monster. Uh, right. Right after Carter left the room, LaHaye jumped into action. He called a prayer meeting with the leaders right there. Lahey prayed. He jumped on the table. Yeah, <laughs> he, he might have. I'm sick of this bullshit. <laughs> that peanut Le- farming they... fucker. <laughs> yeah. How dare all, he? All the men joined each other in a giant circle, held hands. Oh God. <laughs> and Lahey prayed, God. We have to get this man out of the White House and get someone in here who will be aggressive about bringing back traditional moral values. And everyone else in the diner was staring at them 
and wondering what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so then the guy's and why like, their bacon tasted like shit. <laughs> and some guy was in the corner was like, I should have shit in their bacon. <laughs> so they were now focusing their, <laughs> they were now focusing that effort into getting a real man of God into the White House. That man would be conservative king and former California governor Ronald Reagan. Oh, but, snap. Yeah, so, just, can I tell you a quick aside about Ronald Reagan and how far how much I've changed since I was a kid? Yes, go ahead. When, when I was a child. Him. I used to love Ronald Reagan. I still sort of love him, but not for his political career, for his movies. Um, I cried when he left office, like a lot. Like I cried a lot. Mm. Um, And I still, to this day, will watch his movies and love them. My husband even proposed to me at the Reagan Library. Wow. But yeah, Um, I understand now what a butthole he is <laughs> i used to think that's one way of putting it <laughs> you know you can tell by the think... twists of words that you still do hold a little bit of like like nostalgic love towards him. <laughs> yeah it's it's such a mind fuck because i loved him so much and now i'm like holy shit you did that too yeah, that's me with for sure oh yeah <laughs> that's that's a hard one I'll send you guys a picture of the Michael Jackson. On. I'll send you a picture of the Michael Jackson painting that's above my bathtub. Oh God. It's a work of it is the most wonderful work of art in my home. And my husband has the gall to call it tacky. He's well, how many I mean, kids' buttholes are in it? Just a couple. <laughs> I say, is it, Maybe is it an max. artist's rendition of him looking at right. somebody bending over? Like a child bending it over. It's an artist's rendition of the many faces of Michael Jackson. Mm. Well, is that's cool, but I'd walk in and be like, there's no truth to this art. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no I am not derivative. shitting in here. And, and then I walk out. Well, please don't shit in my bathtub. It's above my bathtub. Don't shit in my bathtub. That's like, for hmm, me to there's do. Art, there's already enough shit in this bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry awesome. to to ruin some of your uh, some of your life here, Chrissy. But uh, no, it's just, it's fine. I realize he's a butthole. Yeah, yeah. Um, but despite his history, the moral majority got behind Reagan. These men set a precedent that moral character has no bearing in or who the Christians will support. From Ronald Reagan to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, I was trying to get her first name right. Um, Reagan had already been divorced, which is... I commend you for that. I commend you for that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) He said said of abortion when he signed one of the most liberal abortion laws in 1967, I could only reconcile abortion with the right of self-defense, namely the right of the mother to protect herself and her health against even her own unborn child if the birth of her child threatened her. It has been my feeling that our religion does justify the taking of life in self-defense. I cannot accept that simply on a whim, even a mother has the right to take the life of her unborn child simply because 
she thinks that the child will be born less than perfect or because she just doesn't want to be bothered. Well, the bill was amended to meet my demands and I signed it into law. So he straight up murder, ba murder a baby if it's going to murder the mom. That's what he said. So um, that's how he justified yes. allowing abortion. So much family. more complex than that. And I know. Angry. It's just like, okay, it's not black and white like that, but okay. Um, mm -hmm. Which they know, uh, they weird. know it's not black and white like that, right. but they just it's yeah. weird to make this just such a weird state. That's a weird statement in all yeah. in yeah. every way. <laughs> yeah. Now he later claimed that he regretted signing the bill into law, uh, but something probably would be that would be unforgivable today. I don't know, maybe. Um, in 1967, he signed into law the largest tax increase in California history. In 1967, he banned open carry of loaded firearms with the Mumford Act. Now, this was a completely racist bill trying to curb the rights of Black activists, mainly the Black Panthers, but I don't know if that would happen, mm. any, anything like that would happen today, um, where he would be accepted with open arms into the Republican Party. But uh, in 1968, he passed the Fire, Firearms Owner Protection Act of 1968, which banned the sales of machine guns and automatic weapons to civilians. He drastically. Why do you need them? What do you need them for? You oh, I don't know what you need. Machine gun. But in today's climate, could you see that? Could you see Christy Nome like passing that bill and getting elected? No, I couldn't. Yeah. But it just it boggles my mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm a gun owner. I own guns. Yeah. But nobody needs mm -hmm. a fucking machine gun. What do you need yeah. that it's for? Just that it's just that fucking little kid mentality of, but you told me I can't. Yeah, so I need it. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, he drastically. But increased... of, I mean, I don't want to get I don't want to get too topical, but like one of my very best friends lives in Sacramento, and so this morning I had to wake up and see that she checked in safe from mm -hmm. the Sacramento shootings. Yeah, and that, what is this? Really, the price we want to pay as a society to have guns? Because I don't want, I don't Wait, like this. What's that? The, was there another shooting? Yeah, in Sacramento. Yeah, there was a, a two days a ago. big mass shooting. No, this I thought it was this morning. Oh, was like, no, well, whenever it was, it was the day before. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh my uh, god! Like eight people died my... or something. Six, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, it, like eight oh people god. were killed and twelve more were injured or something like that. But it's yeah. like, America. Oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Ronald also drastically increased education for education funding for kindergarten to college, which is something I don't think we'd ever see. Uh, <laughs> by his side was his, and this is not shaming at all, but an amazing um, woman with amazing oral sex skills that was known around Hollywood. Yes, yes. and she believed in astrology, Nancy Reagan. Um, and she always wore red. Yes, that too. Uh, uh, man, so weird. Like just thinking about yeah. her and like how how lauded she is. And I think of that song in her red dress and doing what she's most known for nowadays. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. While getting her tarot red, red to her or whatever. Um, yeah. Now he wasn't the liberal got him. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> He wasn't the liberal god I was making him out to be. He was a racist piece of shit. Uh, he was a very anti-public assistance of any kind. Uh, if you remember him as president in the welfare queen narratives, 
they were alive and well as him at, when he was governor. So I'm not going to pretend like he wasn't a complete asshole. But uh, he also closed the, down all the uh, the uh, mental hospitals. Yes, he California. did. Just go out to the streets, have fun. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not fix the problem. Let's just make it a million times worse. Yeah, just go live people. on the streets. <laughs> go bug them. the moral majority wanted candidates who were pro-life pro-moral and pro-american and that was ronald or he could pretend while he was getting their vote um that that being said they weren't sold on reagan from the jump they didn't make their decision to throw their support behind ronald reagan until about three months before the election but when they did they went balls to the wall to quote the to quote from a paper I found, Jerry Falwell, The Rise of the Moral Majority in the 1980 election by Doug Banwart. As the election of 1980 moved closer, moral majority sprang into action, mobilizing public uh, politicians and religious leaders to help support their platform. The movement boasted a wide variety of accomplishments and energy to influence the election. We're going to change the country, Utah Senator Orrin Hatch declared. The moral majority boasted a political war chest worth millions of dollars by the summer of 1980. It, opens, it opened offices in Washington, D.C., and in just one year gained 83,000 new addresses to its mailing list. It's like, oh God, this is from Jerry Falwell. It's like the Blacks said in the 1960s, and this time we're going to win. The religious roundtable created to assist pastors in spurring their congregations into voting for pro-morality and pro-family candidates sponsored a meeting of 15,000 conservative pastors in the summer. Evangelical activists taking a page out of the Union and Civil Rights Playbook of Mass Mobilization approached the 1980 election as if they were conducting a battlefield mission. These activists began a national voter registration drive, informed potential voters of immorality ratings of each candidate, formed moral action committees committees in churches, used telephone banks to to contact voters, and provide transit to the polls. Those are all things I'm actually okay with. Like, give people information, give them a ride to the polls. I'm okay with that, too. you know what that information it's, is. It's lies. Right. Yeah. Um, but giving a ride to the polls, like <clears throat> register people to vote. Those oh, are yeah. things I'm cool with. Both sides lie. It's just politics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now when they're trying to actively suppress the vote, that mm-hmm. really sticks in my butthole and makes mm-hmm. it itch. Yeah. I, I, I said to their credit, they filled in this giant fucking gap. We have to make a choice between a person who may be less than perfect, but who supports the values we believe. In that case, we have come down on the side of Ronald Reagan. Or Donald Trump. Mm. Or Donald Trump. Mm. Or George yep. Bush. Or George Bush mm. second. Or 
Ted Cruz or uh, you go down the line. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody supports Ted Cruz. He just comes from a, like a fucking bush. He just comes out of the woods. Oh, he's he's here in my state. He's such a piece of absolute shit. He's like the negative version of the Lorax. A hundred percent. I don't speak for these trees. Uh, <laughs> This is dead. this is I'm some dead. this is some revisionist history kind of bullshitting here, but and I wrote this when I was high. So, but uh, I believe that if the moral majority would have put their weight behind Reagan way before the primaries, they might have influenced his VP pick. Other than George Bush, we might have gotten an overtly Christian vice president more, you know, more than the former the head of the CIA. Reagan and Bush, for all their murder, corrupt, and deception were largely did it outside the framework of Christianity, unlike the next Bush and Trump, which again, revisionist history by hypothesis, where we could go if Bush hadn't been president and then his son hadn't been president, yada, 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 the weeds. I'm in them. The weeds, yeah. Um, It's just like, well, maybe he could have gotten Pat Robertson to the vice president and then everybody saw how crazy he was and then we wouldn't have ended up with Bush. And I'm just like... Like, oh, then 9-11, I'm like, oh my God, life would have been so much better. But anyway. uh, 9-11 was going to happen no matter what. I know in some form or another. Um, Reagan knocked Carter's dick in the dirt in the 1980 election. Even with a third party candidate, John B. Anderson, who took 5 million votes, Reagan won 50.7 to 41% and with 489 to 49 electoral votes. And this, but this would be the last time a Democrat would take Georgia until the 2020 election. This isn't <clears throat> just because uh, Carter was from Georgia, but uh, uh, this is the moral majority episode. But LaHaye was at the head of the moral majority when all this was happening. It's tough to say how much of the decisions and directions that they took were as his doing in the group. So, in fairness, I won't go too far into their activities and save them for another date. That being said, the majority stayed with Reagan despite him not pushing conservative or social issues. He also appointed Sandra Day O'Connor to the Supreme Court, which would fucking never happen again. How many kids did you kill today? (laughs) That was good. That was good. I heard, I heard, Jesus. Wow. Thank you. Um, yeah, but that that would never happen today. That would have been that would be like Trump getting Merrick Garland a shot at the Supreme Court. So it just wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened. Um, well, but, Merrick uh, Garland was a very uh, middle of the road pick. It would be like uh, Trump uh, electing AOC. Yeah. To the fucking uh, Supreme uh, okay. Court. That that's very true. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, but uh, Reagan wasn't concerned uh, about this uh, culture war stuff. He was more concerned about the economy. Um, the moral majority's priorities were not on the top of his list. Uh, and big shocker, their bullshit isn't really popular with the general public, despite what it seems like. Um, despite what well, they say. Yeah, despite what they say. We're the what silent are? majority. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because you fuckers never shut up. Yeah. Uh, while Falwell was more concerned with spiritual aspect of all this, LaHaye had his views on goals elsewhere. He wanted more political sway. He saw the political power the way 
the political power was the way to institute the type of America he wanted rather than through the soul. The world oh, needed wow. saving, and the only way to do it was the NAM or the JBS way. This is like a really lame version of Thanos. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I can Holy see that. Holy shit. Perfectly uh, balanced. <laughs> so. LaHaye stepped away from his church in 1981. Um, I assume that he hadn't been really around that much because of all the political activism he had been doing over the last couple of years. But uh, he wanted to focus more on political mobilization and writing. During the 70s, he focused a lot of his writing on temperament and marriage. He wrote the books How to Be Happy Through Marriage, Transforming Temperaments, How to Win Over Depression, The Act of Marriage, and Understanding okay. the Male Temperament. Yeah, we read. The we read. Yeah. I'm just throwing it back <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, LaHaye focused his books now on on the political battle for America within the framework of Christianity. Starting in 1980, he wrote The Battle for the Mind, then The Battle for the Family, then The Battle for the Public Schools, then in 1984, The Hidden Censors. The Race for the 21st Century in 1986. Uh, Against the Tide, How to Raise Sexually Pure Kids in an Anything Goes World in 1993. And A Nation Without a Conscience in 1994. Nation Without a Conscience was quoted a lot at my school. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, that was a big one. God, that last title, man, that puts me on edge. I don't like that. Against the tide, what? how to raise sexually pure kids in an anything goes world. Like, where do you come off? Spoiler alert! Anything goes world. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, just about not you? watching MTV. It's it's just about not watching MTV. Truly. Yeah, but yeah, but this sexually is... pure kids is an it's a phrase that should never be uttered. <laughs> oh, I told you about that wedding and... I went to once. That it was like it was some very churchy people. Yeah. And. Yeah. It was a two-hour ceremony, and um, the first hour was the dad who was marrying mm. them, the dad of the bride, Hot. just talking about his daughter's sexual purity. So uh, fucking uncomfortable. And then mm. the second hour, because, uh, you know, evangelicals like to pretend they're kind of Jewish, they brought mm-hmm. out a chuppah and did a traditional Jewish ceremony, and I was like, what? What the fuck? And then they had the goddamn audacity not to even serve booze at the reception. There was a coffee bar. Ooh, that sounds about right. Because they all had it in their flasks. I was so mad. I was so mad. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. A two-hour ceremony Uh, outside in the Southern California heat? Fuck that. With coffee. With coffee. <laughs> and a guy talking about his daughter's sexual purity. When everybody at the goddamn ceremony knew they had been fucking for years. It Somebody was so said it. awkward. <laughs> Somebody should have oh, said it. Oh, it was so uh, awkward. Oh, dude, they've been boning for like years, dude. <laughs> Sorry like, to disappoint, bro. <laughs> they were literally caught by their parents several times naked in bed together. Nice. But they're such We know you're pure. lying. We know yeah. you're lying. We know you saw it. You said yep. his dick was big. Yeah. <laughs> well, she said it was average. 
I'm talking about the dad. The dad said that after he saw it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, LaHey Le- Le- uh, saw what the moral majority could do, but he thought, what if it could be bigger with more causes, more groups, and more, I mean, a lot more money. Now, I, I read a... Uh, a paper, a part of a paper here that I, I'm going to, I'm not going to quote, but I took a lot of this information from. It's called "God, Trump, and Closed Door, Door World of a Major Conservative Group" by the Washington Post by Roger. I looked O'Hara. that up. Oh, you did? Okay. I looked that up. Yeah. Yeah. Holy uh, it was written on October 25th, 2021. In 1981. LaHaye founded his most dangerous and damning, damaging organization called the Council for National Policy. The true depths and nature of this think tank was not really known for decades, and I'm not sure that we'll ever know how deep it goes. Uh, to quote LaHaye on the CNP, I realized that the leadership that was springing up all over the conservative movement was made up largely of clerics hard-driving leadership, compulsive people that run everything, and I could see them just colliding with each other. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat if we had a group that could just get together on a regular basis and become friends? Yeah, that would be really fucking neat. But the... (laughs) the Neato burrito. Yeah. The watchdog site, Church and State, say... From the beginning, the CNP sought to merge two strains of far-right thought, the theocratic religious right with the low-tax anti-government wing of the GOP. The theory was that the religious right would provide the grassroots activism and muscle. The other faction would put up the money. End quote. And, and, you know, just siphon votes. Yep. Um, (laughs) The Southern Lot Poverty Law Center says the CNP is a highly secretive group in a key venue where mainstream conservatism and extremism mix. Isn't the CNP the one um, that Josh Duggar worked for? Yes. No yes. fucking way. I, I have him on the end of this episode, just in just in passing. Um, yeah. But yes, oh he is. He was. Do you know what kind of quality people they're hiring? Yes. Um, <clears throat> from a 2006. 2006- I wasn't questioning it before, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this just broke it for you. Um, mm-hmm. From 2006 uh, ABC News article, the CNP has functioned as a sausage factory for conservative ideas of a particular gout, strong <laughs> affirmations of military power. Christian heritage, traditional values, and leave us alone, get us gift off our backs legislation. That red meat is seasoned by groups like David Keene's American Conservative Union, research embedded by conservative political groups, chewed on and tested at state statewide activist levels, meetings, I'm sorry. The CNP helped Christian conservatives take control of the Republican state party apparatus in Southern and Midwestern states. It helped to spread the word about the infamous Clinton Chronicle videotapes that linked the president to most crimes, most of the crimes in Arkansas. End quote. Well, not like all the crimes in Arkansas. No, to to a host. Did I say most? I meant host of crimes in Arkansas. 
So, but he was probably related to most of the crimes. But um, if it involved a lady, I'm sure he had his yes. fingers in that pie. Oh, I'm sure he had his fingers in there already. Yeah, um, and a cigar. <laughs> gross. Uh, Lahey, I have a, a I have a Clint I have a Clinton babushka um, doll, and I bought in DC last time we were there, and it's yeah. like outside is clinton and inside is hillary and inside mm -hmm. is uh uh monica Lewinsky, and inside is jennifer flowers and then inside is a, a cigar wow i'm sorry this, i'm this sorry really dated. that's wonderful that's yeah. wonderful. yeah no i didn't buy in dc i bought it in poland it, i bought it some random ass place. Like, why do you even have this oh yeah i was yeah i was gonna say that's a that's a nice topical gift for like 1999 Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure I bought it in like 2015. So yeah, it was even better. I saw it, it and like I was just like, "Something I would definitely." I do. need to own this. Yeah, I yeah. need, I need yeah. this in my life. I appreciate when my this kids joke. play with I'm it, I feel this. awkward. Um, that's great. Lahey had a dinner in 1981. This is going back to 1981. Lahey had a dinner with five powerful men: JBS member and oil man Nelson Baker Hunt. Oil tycoon and murderer T. Cullen Davis, founder of the asshole. founder of the Constitutionalist Party and Conservative Caucus Howard Phillips, fellow Moral Majority and Heritage founder Paul Weinrich, and fellow John Birch Society member and millionaire William Size. LaHaye wanted to create an organization that could essentially take all of these right and far right organizations come up with common messages, political candidates, and fundraise all on the same page. Instead of eating each other on differences, they would unite in, against whatever the common enemy was. These men took their millions, their connections, their mailing, li ma mailing list, and got the who's who of the right. Their first meeting when was- When did the Koch brothers get in on this? A little bit after uh, this. They're, they're definitely okay. part of it. Yeah. Um, these men took millions, uh, their connections, mailing list, and got the who's who from the right. Their first meeting was in May 1981, with over 24 of the nation's wealthiest and most influential conservative politicians, religious leaders, and titans of industry. By LaHaye's, uh, I'm, I'm going to skip ahead really quick because I'm going to come back to it, but uh, in 1981, uh, an article from the New York Times, and this was only a only one of the only early articles I could find about the group. Um, most of the stuff didn't come out till many years later. Um, but I assume this is the group went private after this article came out. Um, but these are the people that attended the first meeting. Morton C. Blackwell, special assistant to President Reagan for public liaison. Robert Billings, a former leader of the moral majority who is now a, an aide at the Department of Education. Joseph Coors, head of the brewery. Senator John P. East, Republican of North Carolina. Ed Fulner, head of the Heritage Foundation. Nellie Gray, head of the March for Life, an anti-abortion group. Herbert <clears throat> Nelson Bunker Hunt of the Hunt Energy Company. Reed Larson of the National Right to Work Committee. Ed McAteer, president of the Religious Roundtable. Bill uh, I probably can pronounce this wrong. Serencino. Serencino of the Gun Owners of America and Phyllis Schleifley of Stop the ERA. 
So that's the first group that got together to destroy this country. Phyllis Schlafly is a piece of shit. Uh, There's no denying their influence from what I've read from leaked material and from journalists uh, that that these are kind of like workshops and conferences. People are hand-selected to come and speak. Uh, They never directly ask for money. It's just understood. I'm speaking to you about how trans kids are going to take over youth sports. This is how and why this is going to happen and we need to fight. Uh, and we need this powerful organization behind us. And then you mingle and network, and then the money comes rolling in. Um, That's just how rich people do it, though, isn't it? Yes, but like, this is... They, don't, they never ask, come out and ask for money. They're just like, well, I've got this opportunity. You do what you want. And then somehow a check happens. Yeah, but that's, I don't know. You, go to, you go to fundraisers kind of for that. Uh, this is more of like, you're kind of understanding that you're walking in there with an open checkbook. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting if you read into some of the stuff and we'll get into it next episode, some of the stuff that they did. Um, but it's, it, you, God, I don't want to give wow. anything away, but <laughs> this is it's just, honestly, like I've, I didn't know that this shit was this like intermingled. Like this is really crazy to me. This is like fucking, sopranos type shit uh-huh yeah isn't it weird though because that's a, that's just how rich people do it like what when when you're so rich that money has lost meaning all mm-hmm. they do is trade in favors because mm-hmm. and right. time because that's what actually has value to them money has stopped having value and their the value lies in their time and their attention yes yeah influence right absolutely yeah, yeah. and then yeah. And then you yeah. can definitely go a negative route with that fucking influence and power. And it's crazy yeah. to see how deep the influence of the church is and the people that were yeah. in charge of the church. I yep. never yeah. knew it was this fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's it's very apparent where the marching orders come down from. Um, it's honestly kind of blowing my mind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you thought your church was independent thought? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but by like, They buy their <laughs> sermons. They yes. buy their fucking sermons and they get their marketing orders from the Koch brothers. Um, by LaHaye's orders, this organization was to remain extremely secretive. No press, no members of the press, no advertisements or announcements. These were invite-only meetings and the invitees had to be voted on by the governing board and the vote had to be unanimous. They would, they would only meet, they would meet once a year to multiple times a year um the locations of the meetings were kept confidential uh everything that went on inside the meeting was supposed to be kept confidential uh there have only been a few handful of times that anyone from the outside world got in or anything was leaked out uh there's uh no denying uh i think i might have done that one i did that part already uh here we go uh from a leaked recording at a speech given in the at a 2017 cnp conference there's no notation on who the speaker was because it was just record, like audio recorded. Um, mm-hmm. I almost think that we might want to call it tracking and def- defeating evil. The activists on the left and the people who fund them are out to destroy everything you hold dear. Your families, your marriage, your business, your freedom of speech, your freedom of religion, everything. Wow. My Civ 5 yes. game too? <laughs> <laughs> so even that, today i can one person just goes but aren't, isn't that what's happening here 
Hey, get him out. Get him out. <laughs> the lady proje projects too much. <laughs> right. He was he must have been a leftist reporter. <laughs> it's all I mean, it's all Darbo. You guys deny attack, reverse victim offender. Uh -huh. It's mm -hmm. like the classic playbook of the evangelicals. They're like a narcissistic abuser and they just darbo the shit out of everything. Oh, you're trying to come yep. and take my rights. No, you're yeah. trying to come and take mine. Shut the fuck up and leave me alone and let me live my life. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm literally doing nothing to you. You approached me. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Don't make my kid pray in school. He doesn't want to. Yeah. 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 Um, the, I think this is the most eye-opening part of this whole thing I've been researching. Um, that even today, the richest and most powerful people in this country actually, actually believe this bullshit that they're pushing. Part of me was always kind of ignorant, ignorantly hopeful, hopeful that they didn't and they were just trying to push it to, you know, to get rich and try to make people, you know, the gullible people of this country to do what they want them to believe or whatever. Mm -hmm. But not after reading that quote and then seeing what Clarence Thomas's wife is fucking doing with her text messages and what she's been was saying to the president and to like the chief of staff. And like, it's like they actually believe this. It's stuff. really it's really disheartening, isn't it? It, it is. Because at one point you're just like, <clears throat> well, they don't I mean, they don't believe it. They're just kind of pushing other people to believe it. It was like, no, in their own closed door meetings. Yeah with each other this is what they're talking about they're talking the same stuff al jones talks about and i don't tucker carlson and whoever else it's it, it hey, they believe you're it. starting to sound like a robot is, <laughs> i am can everyone else yeah you are can it my voice Donovan, is, can you hear him okay my voice no, is going not, a I, no i had a connection issue for a second i'm good now though okay 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 Just sorry can you hear sure. me yeah okay but um, I get what you're saying, though, the point you're making. That is really scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like it feels so much worse that they believe it, you know? Yeah. I don't think they all believe it. I don't think they all believe it, but I think a no. good majority of them do. I mean, you have the wife of a Supreme Court justice wanting, like, believes everything that your crazy uncle was spouting on Facebook for, you know, the last three years. And well, it's just like Marjorie Taylor Greene too. Like same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely hundred percent, hundred percent believe that she believes what she believes. Right. Too. But she's a pawn. We know she's a pawn. She's a pawn. But she's but a she's, pawn with power. She's she, I, if I, I guarantee you, if I typed in Marjorie Taylor Greene, CNP, her fucking name would come <laughs> up in it. Mm-hmm. One way or another, but um, mm -hmm. uh, I want to quote again from God, God, country, and Christian conservatives, where Welch in the Blue Book—it's like the book of the John Birch Society—focused on the role of communists in the formation of the New World Order. LaHaye followed the same plot pattern, named secular humanists as the enemy of the Christians, and because they are all virtually indistinguishable traditional american values moreover both welch and LaHaye developed a narrative that integral in integrally wait no integrally i can't read that from here integrally linked 
together conservative uh, political policies, Christianity and free enterprise. The enemy in this narrative, whether communist or secular humanists, had to be thwarted in their attempt to limit Christianity, replace individualism with collectivism, destroy capitalism, uproot Christian moral foundations of America, and replace American values with godless values. Here's the thing, they're not wrong. I'd be fine uprooting the Christian moral foundations of America and replacing them with <laughs> godless values. That actually sounds great. Don't threaten they're me not, with a good time. They're not wrong in the fact that like, I don't care if Christians have their own do what they want. I just don't want them to impact, you know, I don't want their get out of the government over me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Don't tell me what that's to do. That's basically it. Right. Yeah. Um, from the start, I wouldn't mind, almost... wouldn't uh, mind overthrowing captivi- capitalism. That's fine. <laughs> Let's have some fun. I just wish there was something about, like, you know, separation of church and state or something, because then this would happen. be cool. That's not a thing. Uh, but you know. Yeah. But you know, from, but you know, from, a man can dream. <laughs> from the start, the CNP member uh, cultivated political power at the highest levels in Washington. In an early letter to the Reagan White House, a CNP leader wrote that the group included some of the most influential business, political, and religious leaders in America who wanted to, quote, plan together the future of our country. Their goal was a, quote, moral rebirth of uh, for our society cnp leaders had much experience in political fundraising organization and communication among them was a political operative na- named tom ellis who had played on uh, white racial fears as he helped build the career of late former senator jesse helms of north carolina helms who became a revered member of the cnp was once described by the Post David Bruder as the last prominent unabashed white racist pol- politician in the country. Others included Pat Robertson, Ed Meese, the Eternal General under Reagan, Sam Moore, the na- national large the nation's largest Bible publisher, and Rich DeVos, billionaire, ah. co-founder of Amway and founder of cl- conservative causes. I Christian cannot get over that man. Amway is still a, a thing. Yep. I cannot believe. Yeah. Um, now, I haven't been able to find much about uh, what LaHaye did within the organization. He was only president from 1981 to 82, but the presidents rotated every few years. He was involved with the group until his, until his death in 2016. Um, but I want to give you a short list of the shit bags of the that were involved in this organization, um, and see oh, if you boy. recognize ha- any okay. of them. I'm going to have a really hard time not saying things after a few of these. Please <laughs> forgive me, because sorry. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to read off some people and some organizations that were involved via some of the people so- that were in the organization. Go ahead. Are you all like prepared to stop for 15 minutes then for the first fucking name? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This first one just, of course he's involved. Of course so, he is. Yeah, this doesn't surprise asshole. me at all. So uh, if you're sitting see. there saying, not my house, not my church, <laughs> James Dobson and focus on the family. 
The first one off the bat. Focus on your family, you ass. <laughs> oh, I said that so many times in my head. <laughs> I yep. I got these names from uh leaked um what are they? Um the things the programs like from, from these conferences that have oh, these okay. members' names in them. So Campus Crusade, <clears throat> the Promise Keepers, Promise Breakers, Richard DeVos. <laughs> And Betsy DeVos. Do you guys remember Betsy DeVos? Oh, yes, very much. Literally the worst secretary of education we've ever had. Yeah, I remember her. Yep. Uh, W. Cleon Skousen, Pat Robertson, and Trinity Broadcast Network. Ah, fuck you. You (laughs) know, I went to college right by TBN. (laughs) Uh, Youth for Christ. Herman Cain. Jerome Corsi, Charlie Kirk in Turning Points USA. At least it's not Ben Shapiro, though. Ben Shapiro. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. Ben Shapiro. March for Life. (laughs) Grover Norquist. Wayne LaPierre in the NRA. John Ashcroft. Bob Jones III. Linda L. From BJU. Yep, from BJU. Um, Linda L. Bean of L.L. Bean. Oh, my God. Stop buying L.L. Bean. Uh, Josh Duggard. Mm-hmm. He was involved. I was I was like, maybe I should write up why he was involved. Uh, uh, from my memory, they have a, a certain organization within this organization that helps cultivate and develop young conservatives. Mm-hmm. Influencers, but even they fired him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was too problematic. Up. Yeah, so but he was he was uh, fired. But this type of you know you're with. problematic when these fucking assholes are like, oh, we can't be fooled. Yeah, um, Southern the Southern Baptist Convention, the Family Research Council. I've mentioned already mm-hmm. Jeannie Thomas, um, Steve Forbes, Steve Bannon, Kelly on <laughs> Conway, Ke- Kelly Ann Conway. Um, Eric Prince from Blackwater. Kurt Cameron. Eric um, Prince is literally a supervillain. Yes. Honestly. Yes, he is he is one of the most evil men in this country, in this world. Um, yes. Yeah. And Rice Priebus from the Trump administration. Uh, I did leave a ton, a shit ton of people out. Um, when I first wrote this, I had like 50 people, and I'm like, I can't do that many. Yeah, um, we can't. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, It'd but, be a whole uh, hour of, of us yeah. just being like, fuck that guy! <laughs> yeah, some of the you stuff they got like into. The state song from Animaniacs. Alaska, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Carolina. Yeah, and then they did the, the presidents too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And the yeah. uh, nations of the world. Yes, yeah. Yes, um, and focus on the family campus to say the promise keepers. Ben Shapiro, watch for life, Grover Norquist. Linda Bean of LLB. They had, to give you another view of how great these people are, uh, they had multiple members uh, in the early days in the organization which actively pushed and fought for apartheid to stay law in the land of South Africa. What? Richard no Shaw. 
was a member who was also a member of the KKK in North Carolina. So you mean like Trump's um, dad? Yes, yeah, but not North Carolina, not. but yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is guys, this is just skimming the surface. I I could go, I didn't want to go too far into all the people just because this is Tim LaHaye, but this is the mm-hmm. all the type of people that he has brought together. Um, like I said, he was involved until he died in 2016. Um, but these people, they have all the money. When the right starts screaming and stomping about the secret cabal of the left wing with some secret agenda, it's all projection. They not it's only Darvo. Have, yeah, it's yeah, all Darvo. Yeah. They not only have the access, they have the keys to the kingdom. They hold all the money and the influence. And that there just goes is, to show how much of that's just that all of all of this shit is just this projection. Everything. Yeah. There it's is nothing on the on the left like this at all. Absolutely nothing like this. Um, that we know of. Dun, dun, dun. I fucking wish there was. I'm, I mean, I look, I w- I'm looking at you, AOC. I can't talk, guys. <laughs> I can't talk anymore, okay? I got this NDA over here. God I'm damn. still waiting Stop for that. my Soros <laughs> checks from the last 30 years that start coming in. Um, <laughs> so, but next what? episode, we're going to go into a little bit more of the CNP. Their influence today, I don't want to talk on too much of it, but it's important, um, and some of the things that LaHaye was a part of. We'll go into his time supporting a cult, his short-lived political career, and what led up to the Left Behind series. And as of right now, I'm only on part four. Um, I once did a paper in college that was on sanctions on Iraq that was over 100 pages. And this is going to be second, possibly, to the most I've written or researched about any one thing. Um, nice. I love it. You're doing a great job, man. Yeah, you're doing a killer this job, is dude. Truly. And honestly, your your turn of phrase and the way you, you put things, mm-hmm. I mean, when you say, like, that Jimmy Carter got his dick handed to him or threw his <laughs> dick in the dirt, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it makes me think of William Shakespeare. And I know you think I'm joking, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> I'm adding that to my resume. Um, I think you should. Because Shakespeare was the king of the dick joke. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're his successor on this one. I'm, it, it's every time I fucking Google this guy's last name and put anything in, something always comes up and it's fucking scary and it's really gross. Um, yeah. How many tentacles this guy had in, in your life. And without you even knowing tentacles? about tentacles, tentacles, very gay dicks. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. into, yes. Um, dicks. Yeah. Um, he's or there's more rampant homo homosexual anger next episode. But uh, can't. For wait. then, how are you guys feeling? Good. Good. I wish my husband had been on this one because he <laughs> knows eight million things about uh, the political. All, all of politics yeah because uh, yeah. he's got mm-hmm. you know he's working on that mm-hmm. uh, phd in international relations yes um we should probably get him in on one of these because he's Absolutely. so smart about this stuff um also i just need to tell you that if you haven't watched our flag means death i know i texted you both about it 
I finished yeah. the last episode today. I know. Oh. I'm so busy. I'm going to try yeah, this. Do watch it. it. I made a Do terrible it. mistake. And I just started watching Detroiters on Paramount Plus, and I'm hooked on that. <laughs> Put everything aside and watch Our Flag Means Death, because it has a twist near the end that is the most beautiful fucking thing. Good beans. Good I think beans. I already know what it is, because I follow Taika Waititi on everything. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Yes, he is. But Him and Reese Darby. Donovan, how are you sitting with everything? I'm good. I'm uh, the last couple episodes we talked about this stuff. I felt like at the end of it, a little bit like kind of exhausted with how like traumatic it was and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one's like, I don't know. I'm walking away with it with a lot more knowledge on situations and shit, and I can reframe things and, and like I understand things a lot better for my childhood with this. It's wild, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's crazy. Yeah, but in a positive yeah. way. I. Yeah. Yeah. I it really does week... destigmatize a lot. Yeah, exactly that. To know more about it. Next week we're we'll get into a little bit more of current day stuff of like how the CNP works around current day stuff, and you're gonna see, mm. like, okay, I can kind of already well, see it. You know what I'm talking about? With, 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 yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why my uncle posted that exact same thing, huh? Mm-hmm. And like, that's why these school board members that I've never heard of in my community popping up yeah. and running for school board. And how did they get all this money? Oh, well, this kind of explains it. The, yeah. I can't, my, my funniest takeaway from it so far is that uh, Oh, no. Did I lose you guys? No, I'm here. Did we lose oh, Donovan? Was that a joke? I don't know if that was a joke. Oh, I think we lost him. <laughs> oh, wait. wait a minute. I wanted to hear what he said. Wait, is it that? Yeah, what'd you say? I hear you. Okay, what was the last you. thing you heard me say? <laughs> you said the funny thing I, is, and then you stopped. Oh, God damn it. I was going <laughs> to... Can you hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to yes. say... Uh, I was going to say that I can't wait to see, like, uh, I have a lot of family and stuff that are, like, really big on these right-wing, crazy conservative, like, conspiracies and shit, and but they're not involved with the church or, like, they're like, oh, I don't believe in God, but I can't wait to see how many of them go back to the church. You know what I mean? Like the mm. CNP mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. funny as fuck to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, until then, uh, you can, um, excuse me. <coughs> I need a drink. Sorry. Until then, you can follow me at Chaz X Cure or 17 underscore seconds. You can listen to my other podcast, The Holy Hour, where we talk all things cure related. Um, it's you... so good. It's Thank so you. good. Thank you. It's so um, and good, then, and I'm really jealous of the people you get to talk to. Not no. jealous in like I don't, I don't want you to have the, the prize. But yeah, I'm just like I want to have that prize too because that's amazing. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. Maybe on this, maybe on this, this, uh, this podcast, we'll get some more important people on one day. Um, Lil Nas you can, X, you can talk to them. We want yes, to talk yes. to you. <laughs> I'm aiming for Ben Kissel. I just want to talk to Ben Kissel. You know, that would be amazing. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but also until... Lil Nas X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan, can we listen to your other podcasts? Uh, not yet. Uh, you can listen to old episodes. The new ones in the middle of being edited and stuff. But uh, it's called Laughing With You, Not At You. 
It's a podcast I do with my wife where we talk about mental health and uh, parenting. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you could check it out, it'd be cool. It's it's not as serious as I'm making it sound right now. I'm just dealing with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, you got you got some shit happening in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm um, honestly amazed you're still at even editing it right now. That's why you're the I'm MVP. not. <laughs> well, you're the MVP. Man. Um, I forgot. You can follow. Uh, you can follow the podcast at XCOM pod at uh on instagram and tiktok you can email mm. us please email us at uh xcom pod at gmail.com um thank you to the band iron chic providing the intro and outro music you can find them on all social media iron c-h-i-c and chrissy do you have a book for us or anything i no, know you're just busy. go watch our flags mean our flag means there that. you go There's just go watch flag. it like i'm not go even book. kidding you go watch that go watch not it. that not that Takita Watiti needs my fucking. He's doing okay. He doesn't need my plug. <laughs> but like that show, do it for is Reese. amazing. It's it's just perfect. Yep, I'll have to watch. I love Reese what they he's did a there. Gym. Reese is a yeah. fucking yes. gym. Yes, he is. A, they are both just. He's good. He's got his own show. I can't remember what it's called right now, but he just plays like multiple characters each episode. It's a fake like documentary, and he's oh, it's so fucking great. It's on Prime. Just look up his name, Restarby. Oh, okay. Absolutely. I will. Okay. Well, until then, peace be with you. And with your spirit. And R.I.P. George Michael. Oh, yeah, I'm never yeah. gonna dance again. <laughs> 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 oh. And everybody say, I like my looks. I like my personality. I've got a choice to make almost every second that I'm awake. But maybe the reason.